4, 3 through 5. In the book called Rough Justice, uh, C.E. Montague wrote, has a little excerpt in there about a story, a, a, little, a little boy named uh, Braun. And uh, I just want to read you a, a snippet of this story. I mean, it's going to really tie into what I want to preach tonight. It says, a memorable scene describes a little boy named Braun going to church for the first time with his governess. He watches with interest every part of the service. The preacher climbs into the high pulpit and Braun hears him tell some terrible news. It's about a brave and kind man who was nailed to a cross. He was terribly hurt a long time ago and who still feels a dreadful pain even now because there was something not done that he wants them all to do. Little Braun thinks that the preacher's telling the story because a lot of people are there and they will do something about it. Braun is sitting impatiently on the edge of the pew. He can hardly wait to see the first move will be in righting this injustice towards this man that was nailed to a cross. Remember, he's a little boy. But he sits there quietly and decides that after the service, someone will do something about it. Little Braun begins to cry and weep, uh, but no one, nobody else seems at all upset. The service is over. The people walk away as if they had not heard such terrible news, as if nothing remarkable had happened. As Braun leaves the church, he's trembling. His governess looks at him and says, Braun. Don't take it to heart. Someone will think you are different. Don't take this to heart, he's saying. Stop crying. Someone's going to think you're weird. Someone's going to think you're strange because you're crying about a man that died on a cross 2,000 years ago. That he was uh, unjustly crucified. Someone's going to think you're strange. This is the battle that rages within every saint and every Christian. Do I want to be that guy or girl that is different from everyone else? Do I want to be that coworker, that family member, that friend who is different from everybody else? Listen, Christ went to the cross because he had to be that guy that was going to be different from the world. I want to challenge every Christian and obviously challenge teens tonight again. Because this is the great struggle with young people to be different or to be the same as everybody else in this world. To do what Christ did or do what everyone else is doing. I want to preach a sermon I entitled, So I'm Weird. And so I'm weird. And first Peter four, three through five. For he says this, for you have spent enough time in the past doing what the pagans choose to do, living a party lifestyle or debauchery living in lust and drunkenness and orgies and carousing and detestable idolatry. 
Now they're surprised that you do not join them in their reckless, wild living, and they heap up abuse on you, but they will have to give account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Let's pray. Father, anoint this message. God, help me to preach the same gospel to people who want to be different to God than this world. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So I'm weird and I want to first look at being set apart. I got this idea the other day as Pastor Roland's preaching and he, 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 he's from Austin and there's that term that says keep Austin weird. If you go to Austin, there's shirts everywhere. You'll see someone, some weirdo wearing a shirt that says keep Austin weird. You're like, yeah, you're doing a great job of it, man. <laughs> I don't think you need any help, man. But, you know, what's interesting is because um, they wear it as a badge of honor. They're proud of it. They're proud that they're separated. They're proud of them. They're being different from the rest of Texas, amen, or the rest of the state. Well, as Christians, listen to me tonight. You and I are called to be different. We're not called to be the same, amen. We're called to be set apart. And yes, that will make you weird to the world. Amen. It's going to make you weird no matter what, amen. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. So he's talking to Christians. He says, look, you've been transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is for your life. So when you get saved, God changes your mind. He transforms it from your old self so that now you can understand what God wants from you now and where God wants to take you in the future. Amen. But if you keep your mind conformed to how the world wants it, amen, you will never know what God's perfect will is for your life. Amen. That's what he's saying. Listen, we do not conform to the patterns of this world. Rather, we are those who find our identity in Christ. As we find more and more of our identity in Jesus, we will discover that we will become more stranger to the world around us. That we will become different to the world around us. That when someone says, you're different. Man, I, I, I mean, I, I thank God. I, when I got saved, I was already working a job. And, uh, uh, you know, many, that would, many people would say, you're different than everybody else. I know. Thank you. What is it? I'm a Christian. I knew it. I, always, I don't know why they would do that. You know, I knew it. Like, like it was, ta-da. You know, I jumped out of a box. You know, hey, I'm a Christian. You know? It's like, I knew it. Like, if you knew it, you know. Different. Different how? Different to, to be alive, to be a sensitive in one's spirit. To, different to show emotions now, amen. Different to listen to what is going on in the house of God, amen. I know about you, before I got saved, I used to go to church with my grandma. I wasn't hearing nothing, amen. I was ready just to go eat enchiladas after church, uh, and that was it. I mean, still want to eat enchiladas after church, but I want to hear the word of God, though, Amen. <laughs> I want to listen to what God has to say, amen, different, amen, uh, amen, to take Jesus Christ seriously in my life, amen. 
As a Christian, I want to take Jesus serious. I don't want to, I don't, you know, I didn't take anything serious before I got saved. Amen. Ask my wife. <laughs> Different. Can I ask you a question? Shouldn't we as Christians take God serious? If you call yourself a Christian, we should take God, shouldn't we take God serious? Shouldn't we take his word serious, uh, prayer serious, uh, 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 the preaching serious, amen? Uh, glory to God, his relationship serious, amen? Uh, shouldn't we be different, not the same as everyone else? Listen, Jesus Christ was different. He, I mean, he rubbed people the wrong, he rubbed everybody the wrong way. A lot of people the wrong way, the religious world the wrong way, man. He was different. He was out of the ordinary, amen, uh, he was weird. You know, I looked at the word weird, and it's not really, that's not what I thought it was. Weird means otherworldly. Otherworldly. Hey, that's Jesus, amen. That's you and I. The Bible says that I'm a pilgrim in this place, uh, that I'm just passing through, amen, that my home is heaven. Listen, I'm weird. I'm otherworldly, amen. Not preaching some new doctrine here, amen, so don't worry. I'm different than the religious world system like Christ is. Uh, Christ was distinct. Uh, he was separate, uh, out of the ordinary. Uh, and uh, he, uh, he called his followers to what? Be like him. He called them to be holy. He says, I want you to be like me. I want you to be holy, amen. You know, the biblical word for holy describes uh, the contemporary word for different. It's to be set apart. That's what holy means, uh, to be set apart. And listen, if you're set apart, you're different. Why aren't you doing like everybody else is doing in this world? Why aren't you acting like the world? Why don't you do what the world tells you to do? Because I'm holy, amen. See, a holy person is not an odd person, but a different person. A holy person has a quality about their life that's unique. Um, their present lifestyle is not only changed uh, from their past lifestyles, uh, but is set apart uh, from the lifestyle of the unbeliever around them, amen. They're different. They're set apart. They're holy. A holy person takes Jesus seriously. Seriously. First Peter 15, or First Peter, I'm sorry, says this, but as the one who called you is holy, you also are to be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, be holy because I am holy, the Bible says. That's a hard thing. It's like, I mean, the people in, sitting in church uh, around the world say, that's too hard uh, to be holy like Christ, amen. Uh, what, I'm supposed to give things up, amen. Listen, uh, God gave up his son to die on a cross, amen. He gave up Jesus to come to a world for you. And all he's saying is, look, uh, separate yourself from what the world says you need to do uh, and be holy, amen. Eugene Peterson said this, someone once said, 
We may choose a married life. We may choose a single life. But it is not left to us to choose whether or not we live a holy life. Holiness is not an option. It's mandatory for the Christian. Holiness is mandatory for the Christian. And this is why, amen, uh, when Jesus looks at he, he gets irritated and frustrated. He's like, uh, how much longer should I be with you? How, how much longer do I need to be with you guys? It's like, just, you have to take this serious. We were there at the, at the outreach yesterday, and I went, uh, Demas said, go out and talk to people. So I went to, into the park, and there was a man there, and I gave him a flyer, and I was, in, you know, uh, sharing the gospel with him, uh, and, uh, you know, just telling him about Jesus, and, you know, you're not promised the next second of your life, and he's like, you know, he's kind of like being nice and kind of brushing me off, uh, and he says, uh, you know, he goes, look, I know what's going on, I know what y'all are doing, he says, look, I, I'm, I'm just not practicing right now. I said, it's in a golf game, bro. <laughs> you're not practicing right now. It's like somehow I can just get out of Jesus for a little while, amen, and I'll practice it. I used to practice that. I'll go back and practice it later. I'm not practicing it right now. And I told him, listen, either you're in or you're out. There's no in between. And he looked at me and he says, yeah, you're right. Either you're in or you're out. There's no in the middle. I mean, there's no, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know right now, or maybe tomorrow, or maybe this. Uh, I want to serve God. I don't want to serve God. I want to be in ministry. I don't want to be in ministry. I want to do what the world, I don't, well, make up your mind. It's like, decide. Jesus did that with everybody. Let me go bury my father. Man, let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me now. I'm moving. I'm going. You have to make a decision. So let's look at the cost of being different. When I got saved, I was telling everybody about Jesus. Amen. If my mom's watching, she'll say, yep, he sure was. I mean, I, we'd go over to a family's house, and somehow Jesus would come up, and we'd be in our car like the next five minutes later, you know. Let's go, you know. <laughs> Everyone's arguing with me. He's like, hey, I'm just telling you about Jesus, man. <laughs> That's always this big old, you know, it's like, I was telling everybody about Jesus. It seemed like uh, uh, one by one, everyone was distancing themselves from me. Friends, family, amen, those closest to me. And you know what? It kind of sucked. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. It, 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 it would bother me, and there would be times, man, I would pray and I'd cry out to, why, God? I just want to see them get saved. Uh, I just want to share what I have. I want them to have what I have. I just want to share the gospel with them. I, just, I want them to know. I want them to receive Christ. Uh, and yet I was different. Uh, I was being weird, amen. Uh, you know, a holy roller, right? Uh, how many times I heard, oh, you're, 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 brain, you're, you're being brainwashed. I said, you're right. My brain needed to be washed. Uh, I was out there doing all kinds of stupid stuff. And now that I'm in my right mind and, and living for Jesus, uh, this is weird. This is weird for some people. You in church on, you know you're weird because you're in church on Sunday night. 
You're even weirder when you come to church on Wednesday night. You really got a problem, man. <laughs> what? Didn't you just go Sunday? Now you're going to go Wednesday? Oh, my God, what's going on? Look, I'm weird, okay? <laughs> I'm different. You know, God gave me this scripture years ago. John 15, 18. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. That's hard for some people. Wait, wait, wait. I don't want no one to hate me. I don't want to be hated. I don't want to be disliked. Listen, who wants to be disliked? I mean, you just, I mean, you think that I just like to, I like the, what's that saying? Mala vida, right? <laughs> I just like, I hate people. I love when people hate me, you know what I'm saying? Trust me, I don't, man. That's not what I want. Let me finish reading. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I've chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. A servant's not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will persecute you. Also, if they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my father. But this is to fulfill what is written in the law. They hated me without reason. Jesus is saying, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. If they hate me, they're going to hate you. Now, this scripture doesn't mean that we go out and pick fights with people. Yeah, because some people love this stuff, man. It's like, I love when people hate. I love fighting. Yeah, yeah. It's like, please, brother, you know, don't come on the next outreach, okay? <laughs> Trying to win souls, okay? <laughs> you need to calm down. This doesn't give us the right to be obnoxious, amen? Send everybody to hell, amen? Many have in the past, amen? No, our message and our life will draw attention, is what he's saying. It's going to draw attention. It's going to either draw people to Christ, amen, or cause people to hate you. That's the cost, amen, of being different. That's the cost. It comes at a price. You can't have it both ways. And that's the problem. That's the problem with Young people, they're trying to balance it. They want to, they want to have it both ways. Amen. And, and it doesn't work. It's like make a choice. Make a decision. Go all out for Jesus or, or go all out for sin. It's like choose. Again, but it will also cause people to separate from us because of our relationship with Christ. You know, if you've ever if you ever witnessed to people and 
you start sharing the good news with them. You start sharing the gospel with them. And you talk about God. And they're all, they're good when you're talking about God, right? But the moment you bring up Jesus' name, amen, something changes in them. Because now you put Jesus' name, the man's name that went to the cross, amen. You get a different reaction. This is why so many Christians don't ever witness. They're embarrassed. They don't want to feel different. This is weird. I'm too embarrassed to share the gospel. The Bible says if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. I just want people to like me, Pastor. I did too. <laughs> Listen, we all do. Amen. But that's not Christianity. It's not about liking us. Amen. It's not about people getting wanting them to like us, but it's about people falling in love with Jesus. Amen. That's what Christianity is about. It's about getting people to know Jesus is, that they fall in love with him just like you did. It's us being in love with him. Amen. You know, it's interesting. When someone falls in love, man, they give up everything, right? No, they give up everything, man. You see a guy, he'll just drop everything, you know, and he falls in love. Like, hey, wait, hey, wake up, man. <laughs> but th there's something about when you fall in love, amen. Jesus spoke of someone. It's like finding a treasure. When Jesus spoke about someone finding a treasure, Matthew 13, 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then he, in his joy, he went and sold all that he had bought and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one great value, he went away, sold everything he had and bought it. That's what Christianity is. There's a cost to being different can you imagine going home and selling everything, amen? He said, what are you doing? Uh, I, I, I'm going to buy the kingdom, amen. I found something so great. People said, why are you selling everything? Why are you giving up so much? Why are you changing, amen? Some things, amen, something's not right. You're acting weird. No, I just found something and I fell in love with it. Amen. I gave my life to Jesus. And Jesus says the world doesn't understand that. He said they're not going to understand it. That's why they didn't listen to me. Because I came, they didn't listen to me. But he still said they're guilty. Realize why someone, people don't realize, the world doesn't realize why someone would die be crucified for us. But listen, it's something that is so wonderful that we'd give, we'd give everything, anything up for it. Just to walk away. Let me close and talk about how I'd rather be different. <laughs> I'd rather be different. Because these are the three, three points God gave me in prayer the other day. 
and just write them down. They're simple. It's a simple sermon. Amen. But I think it'll help you. You struggling with being different from the world, maybe teenagers. Thank God you're taking notes. Amen. Go home and read your notes. Why? It's good to be different. Look, listen. I'd rather be weird but not worn. I'm going to give you the W's here so easy for you to remember. Weird but not worn. You know, the world will wear you out. See, we're trying to be like the world. The world will wear you out trying to be like the world. Dress like the world, act like the world, sing like the world, do everything like the world, amen. It'll wear you out. Keep up with the world, amen. Listen, sin will wear you out. Galatians 2.20. I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So listen, Christ came to give us life. How many were worn out before you got saved? You were worn out, man. I was worn out. I was, I was done. Worn. I'm done. That's the world. The world wears you out. Young people don't realize that yet. Teenagers, you don't realize that yet. Go ask your parents tonight. Were you worn out? Yeah. Why? And the parents be as honest as possible. Don't, don't cookie cut it. Don't sugarcoat it. Boom. This is why I was worn out. And let, the, let, let, let them their draws drop. Because they need to understand why you're worn out. The second thing is, I'd rather be weird, but not wrecked. Because if you're worn, you're wrecked, amen. The world wants to wreck, wreck you, damage you, and destroy you. Satan, the Bible says, is a roaring lion ready to devour, still kill, and destroy, amen. See, God saved us for something good, and that something good is for the kingdom, and you can't be wrecked uh, uh, doing something for the kingdom, amen. Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are his workmanship. There's nothing wrecked about his workmanship, amen. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, uh, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them, amen. Listen, you can't walk in good works if you're wrecked and you're worn out. God gives you grace. God helps you along. God strengthens you, amen. The third thing, I'd rather be weird, but not wrong. You know, I'd witness to people, especially um, Jehovah's Witnesses, because Jehovah's Witnesses, they, well, I stopped witnessing them a long time ago, but they'd always come up to me. And, you know, they don't, they don't believe in hell, right? If you're new, you don't, you don't know that. They don't believe there's a hell. They believe there's a heaven. Hey, that's nice, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's an easy sale, right? They don't believe in hell. They believe, they believe that you're just done existing. Amen. And then not just Jehovah's Witness, but atheists. You know, there's no hell, you know. And so every time I'd witness these people, and they'd say, well, I don't believe in heaven or hell. And I would tell them all the same things. Well, you have more to lose than I do then. They would say, why? Why do I have more to lose? I said, well, if you're right, then I just stop existing. And I just lived a good life. But if I'm right, 
and you got a lot to worry about. Because now you'll just step into eternity face the living God that will sentence you. And it's not God sentencing you, it's your sin that sentenced you to hell. And the devil will remind you about this very moment for all eternity. I'd rather be weird than wrong. I'd rather be weird in this world than worn out, wrecked, and wrong. Go ahead and call me weird. Someone's going to call you weird anyway. They might not like your hair. <laughs> they may not like your shoes. They may not like where you live. People are just people. But I'd rather be weird and different for the right reasons, amen. Say, you know what? I'm going to separate myself for Jesus. Amen. Live for God. 2 Corinthians, I close this, 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, and the new is here. If you're in Jesus, the old you is dead. It should be dead. Can I say something? Stop feeding the old you. Stop feeding the old you. Feed the new you, Jesus, amen. Be different. Be weird, amen. Let's bow our heads tonight. Every head's bowed, every eye's closed in reverence to God, amen. Here in this place, amen, we appreciate you being here. I didn't want to preach too long tonight, amen.